Now joining us on the Hoopsville Hotline, it's the head coach, the preseason number one, Whitman Blues. It is head coach Eric Bridgeland. Coach, welcome to Hoopsville, sir. Thanks, Dave. How you doing? Absolutely well. Can't believe the season's here. I'm sure the same is true for you. <laughs> Completely true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you guys, let's say, came on with a splash last year. I think, to give it a comparison, Whitworth had been there for a number of years, but even their evolution or their their move into the top 10 or moving in the national landscape of things was gradual to some degree. They didn't go from no one talked about them to suddenly there. You guys in a span of two seasons literally went from, okay, we know Whitman's out there to they're number one. Yeah. I mean, you know, what do you say? Whitworth's always been a monster here. Even when, when they were NAIA, I mean, they were in the national championship game, I think in uh, 98, and uh, they've just got a string of uh, national success, whether it be NAI or uh, D3, you know. Um, so for us, we've been kind of knocking on the door right on the verge, and it's um, having to get past Whitworth. I think our, our whole conference was like that. Um, they have such a dominant home court. They've had great coaches and great talent, and they're kind of like the Carolina uh, of um, our conference. And so uh, for us, it was uh, trying to get a little bit better. Whitman was, was bad for so long. And we were building and building and building, and, and then uh, we had a great group come in. Was it three years ago? And uh, and they really took our a talent level to a whole other um, whole other step up. Um, and then they were just uh, what we had hoped for in terms of a relationship fiber. And, and uh, we we'd always had that, but um, all of a sudden they're maturing, you know. And when they're maturing, they get better, and they get got um, used to our system and what we're doing, and, and uh, kind of. The rest is history. We, we just keep getting a little bit better and a little bit better with great guys that are talented, you know. Um, so that's what's happening now. It feels, again, like the transition to being one of the top teams in the country has been sudden to some degree. Has that uh, suddenness, as it were, been something you guys have been able to handle, or has it been something that you're still trying to deal with? I don't know. You know, like um, it – it might be it might be sudden in terms of uh, media, just because we're in the West. Sure, and, you know, and um, we don't have um, the luxury of uh, lining up a uh, tough schedule just because of the proximity of where we're at. So mm-hmm. it's I feel like we've been knocking on the door. We played Stevens Point when they were number one in the country, and and I lost an OT in Vegas, and, and uh, you know that was what, uh, four or five years ago. We've been we've been knocking there right. um, in terms of like uh, sudden, like we've been taking steps. I think every year, like. Uh, what is it? Each year, the past eight years, nine years, we've like graduated the winningest class here in the history. So it's like we keep taking steps forward. Then all of a sudden, uh, we had one of the greatest games um, that I've ever been a part of as a player or coach against um, Whitworth up there, and um, you know, one on a, a buzzer beater, you know, mm-hmm. and and uh, it was kind of like building and building and building, and then you know, uh, now we're here, um, and uh, or I, I, I should say. Last year, you know, we uh, broke through. And, and as you know, of any West Coast team, it's really tough to make it there because you're yeah. not going to host your way there, you know. Right. Uh, that's rare. And, and so uh, for it to happen, um, we got a little lucky, I think, when uh, Rochester beat Marietta. Marietta was a monster, uh, and especially at home. And, and uh, uh, we um, took advantage of that. And so, you know, it's, it's exciting to be here, but I feel like we've been earning our way here, you know, um, to where we're at now in, in the, um, the guys that were before our current roster and the guys that are here. 
So it's been little steps, and we're um, trying to trying to stay here, trying to uh, take one more step. You know, you mentioned that uh, that um, weekend where you, where Rochester beat Marietta, and still, I think one of the best games of the tournament. Of course, I was there to see it. Yeah. Was you guys against Rochester? We'll come back to that in a minute. I want to go back to your point about the Stevens Point game at the D3Hoops.com Classic in Vegas, where you'll return and we'll have a rematch of that game this season, uh, appropriately enough. But I felt like that was the turning point of the program, and and for two different reasons. One, I know you and I talked after that game, and and we talked about the fact that there were a lot of things there that made you guys look like you hadn't been there before. You guys had them on the ropes, and things fell apart in overtime. It happens. It happens with a young program. It even happens, arguably, with a young coach. I know you're not young, but having the team in that moment, I know you wanted more respect for the team, and the team, in your mind, didn't get it. But it seemed like a turning point nonetheless. It felt like you guys took that game and went, okay, we now know what we need to do to get back to this situation. And since then, I've seen... Nothing against you, but I've seen you mellow a bit. I've seen you relax a bit. I've seen the team <laughs> mellow and relax a bit. I've seen a lot of that, and I think it's and I think that's what you guys. That's from my point of view. And again, I'm on the East Coast, so I see it a little differently, obviously. But it's that's. I mean, the difference in how I saw you guys then and how I see you guys now as a program, as a coaching staff, as players, is literally night and day. And it feels like that game was literally the turning point. Well, I think um, um, we're in the business of uh, teaching life skills through group activity, you know. Yeah, uh, that's sure. That's what this is all about. And, and, and um, coaches aren't immune from uh, uh, taking harsh lessons that uh, hurt the worst and then propelling them into great learning opportunities, you know. And I, I'm not immune from that at all. That was a great point for me where I got too excited. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Um, and, and I feel like I've grown from that. Um, and with our program, like we had a player boy, uh, three or four years ago, maybe four years ago, that was treating one of the other players we had not so well, uh, mm-hmm. one that didn't play. And I remember telling him, uh, you know, three or four times, Hey, cut it out. You know, uh, don't want to see that again. And it didn't really change. And the moment it changed was when I gave him the power to change it. You know, we were, we were sitting there across campus, and I said, you know, you either will or you won't change, and you're going to make that choice. Let's talk about this now. And the second that I didn't tell him to do it, but I made it his, uh, all sure. of a sudden, he was the nicest guy we had towards um, this other player, you know? And and I learned a lot in that interaction of, okay, that's how our whole program should be, you mm-hmm. know, um, in terms of it's theirs. It's theirs, and it's their choice to try to be – great or good, or it's their journey. It's theirs. And we're just guides, you know? Um, and, and so taking that approach is we work hard. We're going to do our best as a process. We've got a one game schedule and we're going to do our best to help guide them to where they decide to go or try to go. And, you know, because it's not mine and it's not our assistant coaches either. It's theirs. And so that was a great learning point for me with just the player and the other player that way to make it theirs. And then, then with our team, to where, uh, you know, why would I get excited? It's theirs, you know? Yeah. So it's it's uh, more about being in control and uh, being at peace with win or loss because that's the result, you know? You want to be de- detached from the result. Sure. We'll do our best. We're going we're gonna to give them a great experience. We're going to build their confidence as much as we can. And then we'll learn whether it's a win or a loss, you know? That's, that's an outcome. So we're trying to focus on what's in our control, and the outcome is out of our control. So. Well, you certainly transcended and 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 moved into last season, where you guys 
nearly went the entire way undefeated. I think there are a lot of people like myself who went, you know, this team's good. We got to recognize that this undefeated record's legit. But when you kept knocking off Whitworth, I think it finally got people's attention. And then you fast forward to that uh, second weekend of the tournament where you get past, you know, a, a pesky um, Mary Harden Baylor, not Mary Harden Baylor, I'm sorry, Harden Simmons team. Yeah. Um, and then you do have to take on a Rochester team in, in luckily a very vocal, uh, atmosphere. I've been in at Marietta when the home team's not there in previous seasons and it's, it's dead quiet, but at least you guys had a good contingent there and Rochester did. It was a great yeah. atmosphere. That was a heck of a ball game. And I, and I know it helped you guys move on. Now you ended up staying on the East coast and then you had another tremendous ball game with Babson in the semifinals. Oh, you guys at least had to hold your head high despite not getting all the way. I, I mean, when you look at when you look back, you know, like you always you always hurt for your guys, or, or you're you're excited for your guys. You know, um, I didn't feel a thing after our, our Rochester win, and I didn't feel a thing after a Babson loss, um, just because I'm detached from that. And you want to be up for your guys with Rochester, and you want to be um, build them back up after uh, their first loss of the season, a tough loss. But like what I've what I've learned from that, you know, like in um, coming from uh, being out there is. Looking back, you know, it was it was the first time in 83 years, you know, that uh, a team on the West has gone 25 and 0, and then 35 years to even make it there. You know, what 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 our guys accomplished last year is nothing short of uh, groundbreaking and trailblazing. You know, so there was no, you know, there was no crying. You know, it was a a magical journey, and we lost to one heck of a team, and and, in in a heck of a game. You know, and and there's some things we got to figure out. We say. Um, looking forward, you know, what'd you learn from that? You know, how do we try to keep some a semblance of our routine when we're already out on the East Coast for yeah. a week? You know, yep. we're we're out of routine. How do we how do we do a better job of that? Um, you know, and uh, and that's so far away from this. You know, like right now, it's about having a great practice tonight. You know, sure, um, and like focusing on that. Uh, but th- those are things that we okay. If we had to go back and do it again, what would we do different from a routine standpoint? I think that was the biggest um, uh, lessons uh, that, that we had after that experience. Yeah, certainly the routine thrown into all kinds of chaos. I remember talking to you after the uh, win over Rochester and saying, are you guys staying on the coast? And then the look right. going, wow, we hadn't even thought of that factor. No, um, and, yeah, and why would you? Yeah, I mean, why yeah. would you? You guys yeah. hadn't been in that situation. Nobody had been in that situation. I didn't realize we were even four hours away from Salem. I'm going, boy. And I look back at what uh, uh, George Fox women did. Yeah, uh, that was the when, example. When they won it, and they stayed. And it was like, well, it doesn't make just a time change alone. And the flight's back. Oh, yeah. You know. Uh, yeah, I mean, you took some frequent fire miles away from the kids. But, you know, that's it. <laughs> right. Um, talking to Eric Bridgeland, head coach for Whitman, number one preseason team, the D3Hoops.com, top 25 in men's basketball. Got to the semifinals last year before losing to the eventual champs in Babson. Eric, what's what's blowing me away about this team, though, is you bring everyone back. We're not talking about losing somebody off the bench necessarily. We're not talking about losing a role player or a top scorer. You have everybody back. It, it, the the That can be a blessing and a curse. The blessing being you know where you guys stand. Everyone, No one needs to be taught anything new. No one's moving into necessarily different roles, per se. The curse is you can get back on your back foot just assuming you can repeat what you did last year. What's the message to the team moving forward? I think if, if um, you're um, outcome-based, um, you, would, you would feel the pressure and there would be a curse. And, and, but like, 
I mean, I have to tell you, and and uh, and I don't want to beat a dead horse, but we're not we're not outcome based. Mm-hmm. You know, um, our whole like the a number one purpose is to have an absolute blast with some great guys and soak up as much of this journey and having fun we possibly can. That and build their confidence and uh, focus on the next practice, the next game. You know, like I remember getting to the final four last year, and then someone going, "Boy, you must have so much pressure being thirty-one and zero." And I'm not even thinking like that. We never talk about it. We never, you know. And I'm thinking, well, no, actually, I haven't even thought about it. You know, uh, so so for us, it, it's not like you know, a uh, uh, coach K from Duke would always say, you know, uh, making it back to the final four, winning a national championship. That's that's a destination, and we we talked about that a little bit. But the goal is to get a little bit better every day as your coaches say, but it truly is with us. We don't talk about like, there's only one, uh, one team that's on our radar now. And it's, um, Waynesburg. We play them right. Um, Friday night, you know, and, uh, that's all we're thinking about, you know? So that's how we approach that. I mean, that's how you've been approaching it. That's how we look at it. So it's not, we don't feel any curse or we'll, we're just having a ton of fun. If you saw our practices, you think that they were, uh, just a club, you know, we got music going, we're getting them shots. We got a joke of the day, you know. We got thought of the day that they're bringing in, and we we have a Nerf machine gun in the end zone. We're shooting a clown when we get too frustrated, <laughs> you know. Like we're just having fun, you know. And wherever that takes us, we're going to learn stuff, and we're going to get better because of it. You, so you're literally uh, describing yeah. what I meant by that change that I saw. I saw a much more uptight right. and rigid team in the past, and now I'm seeing this much more right. looser fit, even from yourself. And it is it is the results speak for themselves. Let's talk about the team a little bit. Um, Tim Howell, preseason uh, All-American, first-team selection uh, All-American last year as well. Everyone knows about him, 20.4 points a game last season, shot about 49% from the floor. Obviously, you're your go-to man. But you play a total of seven guys last season played in every single game. Eight guys basically played in every single game, missing one. Nine guys right. played in a, a vast majority of those games, and ten of them played in two-thirds of the game. You have a ton of experience coming back, including five guys in double figures. Joey Hewitt, Jace Harrison, Austin Butler, Jack Stewart join Howell in the double-figure category. You still have JoJo Wiggins, Cedric Jacob Jones, uh, John Kirkley, and Christian McDonald, who all bring back a ton of experience to this department. Guys who aren't afraid to give up the ball either. You've got two or three guys who are basically uh, top assist guys on anybody else's team. Where We mentioned how, and I've mentioned all those other names, but what is it about this team that clicks? And or, and who are we not talking about we should be talking about more? Well, I mean, I'll... Uh... You mentioned Tim, and, and uh, you know, like, like right away, and, and uh, I'll go to our practice. Uh, what's today? Two days ago, and he did two things in the practice where, um, like, I um, looked at one of the players off the floor and go, "Did did um, he just do that? <laughs> did I just see that? Like, someone threw him a ball on a water break, and it was out like near, I don't know, sixteen feet. And he jumped up, caught it with his left hand." put it underneath his legs like uh, he were in a chair and then used his right hand, flipped it up off the glass and in. And it was like, he was just walking across and they were just, you know, uh, and then two seconds later, uh, we're in a, a five on five situation and Austin Butler, who I'm telling you right now is if, is if you took scoring out of it, he doesn't care about scoring. If you took scoring out of the game, he would be a, a, also a first team all American and people, you know, like when we played Marietta, uh, in Daytona last year, where we, we were two and they were four, mm-hmm. 
it was going back and forth, and he just flat out grabbed the ball out of the guy's hands and laid it in, and we won. You know, like he he was in practice the other day, and he was going behind the back, and he saw that he was going to get tracked from the backside, and he spun the ball with that same hand, like reverse spin, so it came back, and then kept going. Huh. I've never seen I have never seen a dribble. Now I've seen it in front where you spin it and it comes back, but I I've never seen that. I played internationally. I played pro. I've been coaching for 25 years. I've never seen a human do that. Hmm. And it's, you know, so, so we've got two absolute wrecking balls. I call them, you know, uh, you know, uh, Tim can do what he does in, in uh, you know, Austin. Uh, those two suckers are special and uh, no one hears about Austin because he's not dropping 25 a night, but he's dominating the game um, in other categories. And what makes this team special is that, you know, like, we played a scrimmage the other night, and Tim Howell was one for four. And I think he had two points, and that was off a layup, and he had six assists. And he was by far the best player on the floor. Hmm. And you would go, well, gosh, he averages 20 a game. He doesn't care about that. You know, like, he scores because we ask him to in certain situations. He's so good at including everybody. And so his selflessness, um, along with the rest of our team's playing for each other. That was a quote yesterday brought in by one of our players. You know, it, it's not about playing with each other. The best teams play for each other. And that's what they do. So it's, um, that's why we've got a chance is no one cares about who gets the accolades. Uh, they crazy love each other. They spend all their time together. They're as tight a group as we've ever had. Um, so you go, well, uh, you know, uh, what are your chances? I can tell you that uh, I don't know. But there's so much fun to be around. They are playing for each other, and that's that's a an incredible weapon to have. And they're talented, you know. Austin Butler's got a crazy line from last year: ten point five points a game, six point oh rebounds a game, led the team with three point eight assists a game, and two point six steals a game, all team leading. But coach, you got to work on that free throw shooting. Forty three percent last year. <laughs> it is highly improved. We okay. shot fifty nine percent the other night, and, and um, he was four for four. Okay, so go good. Figure. Good, because he was uh, he was sixty two of one forty four last season. So I'm just saying. My guess is, I'm going to tell you he's going to shoot uh, he's going to shoot seventy percent this year. He's put in a, a bunch of work that could get him uh, as know, an all American. Like, well, you just watch him play, or like go back and like take a look. Uh, we got Joey Hewitt and uh, Jack Stewart that are also back. Yep. Um, that were both uh, double digit guys, and uh, Cedric Jacobs Jones is probably the heart of what we're doing. And, and our, uh, our our young guys developed too. Robert Colton, that you um, I didn't mention, um, might be in our, one of our best three players right now. He's a six six, two hundred and ten pound do it all forward right now. Um, you know he's getting double doubles against Division two teams around here. Um, and then uh, Jaron Kirkley's improved. Trevor Osborne. So we're we're loaded. Um, with with great talent, but the secret is that any one of them would uh, take the shirt off their back and uh, give it to their teammate, and, and that's why we got a shot. It's certainly going to be fascinating to watch this season. You get things going this weekend against Waynesburg and Gallaudet, who's coming out of D.C., so two East Coast teams coming out to play you guys this weekend on Friday and Saturday. One non-Division three game on the entire schedule will be Walla Walla next week, and then you you get into conference play with Pac Lou and Puget Sound coming up on the uh, – on the 1st and 2nd of December. And, of course, we're all looking ahead because uh, that's what we do. Uh, Christmas break, we'll see you at the <laughs> South Point Arena against Stevens Point and Ohio Wesleyan. And we have to wait until January 9th to see you guys take on Whitworth. 
Um, what do you expect of the conference this season? What do you expect of Whitworth this season? And then the third one would be, what do you expect from yourselves this season? Uh, the conference, um, what I think what every um, coaching staff would hope for is to have a conference as good as it can possibly be to um, prepare them if they're lucky to uh, play in the tournament, you know? Um, and, and so for our, from, from our standpoint, uh, you know, the um, top half of the conference is really, really strong. Um, maybe the two thirds of the conference is strong. So um, I'm excited about that. Um, I hope that they test us beyond belief so that we can develop and grow. You know, there's, there's no negatives there. So that's, that's the hope. And um, I think that's going to happen um, uh, Two, you know, Whitworth's always been good. So they, we watched them play the other night and they were really, really impressive. Uh, you know, but that's so far out of our thinking right now. You know, like you said, uh, we'll look forward to that on uh, January 8th. Um, you know, we play them on the 9th. So, we'll be, you know, we're talking about them that week. Um, then uh, what was the third one? Yeah, oh, uh, yourselves. What, what, what do you expect? I, I expect uh, us to keep growing and getting better. I mean, uh, we're, we're into um, tweaking a couple of things that we're doing with our um, pressure that have really, really shown up um, and uh, validated our thoughts. And so we're, Working on that, and, and um, I see us. Uh, I don't really see us having too much of a ceiling with how good we can get. We had a foreign trip in the summer; that was a big deal. Yeah. Um, we had uh, ten days of practice, and we had to Costa Rica and play three games. And, and uh, we learned a lot there. And the guys that didn't play much last year, there wasn't a lot of them. They got time, um, you know. And so uh, we, we feel like we're kind of in a mid-season form now because of that trip, you know. Um, and so it's it's exciting. Uh, just just. Hope we keep getting better, you know, keep refining what we're doing. Well, I look forward to seeing you out in Vegas. First game for you guys will be the 29th against Stevens Point, um, but also look forward to watching you guys online uh, throughout the season as well. Appreciate you taking the time, Coach, to chat with us. Um, looking forward to seeing what you guys can do. As always, we give the coach the final word. Any final thoughts you want to share with those who may be tuning in? Well, I, I'm going to say what I always say. Um, what you and D3 Hoops give uh, the student-athletes at our level is nothing short of phenomenal. Without your, uh, your, your publications and your media coverage, uh, it would be a fraction uh, as uh, great it is now. Uh, I cannot thank you guys enough for what you do for everybody across the country at our level. Very well, thankful. Thank you. I appreciate the kind words. Good luck this season as you tip things off on Friday night, and I'll look forward to, to at least saying hi in Vegas. Great. Thanks, Dave. Absolutely. Okay. Eric Bridgeland, once again, head coach of the preseason number one Whitman Blues on the Hoopsville Hotline.